beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Okay, so Father, we thank you. We go straight into the Word and we are excited that we are going to have an amazing time tonight in Jesus' name. Alright, so tonight we are in maybe the fifth or the sixth, I don't know, installation of our All for Love series. All for Love. Um, and tonight the episode title is Greater. Simply Greater. Okay, now we started the conversation all for love um, from the perspective that here are the things that God did for us in Christ Jesus because of his love. He positioned us in the heavenly places, alright, all for love. God brought us, took us away from creation and put us in redemption. Creation is life as was consistent with Adam. Redemption is life as consistent with Christ. In creation, the idea was to tend and to till. Alright? The idea was to tend and to take care of things, like I mentioned on Sunday. In redemption, we are joint heirs together with Christ. We are co owners. We are not just caretakers. In creation, Adam was a caretaker. In redemption, we became co owners. We became fellow inheritors. Alright, of God's benevolence and God's love and God's beauty and God's generosity. Alright, so we are co-owners together with Christ. In creation, we're looking at servitude. Alright, we're looking at servanthood. In redemption, we're looking at sonship. We're looking at co-ownership. We're looking at inheritance. So whilst Adam is battling with, you know, caretaker position... The believer in Christ is enjoying sonship and inheritance, alright, and joint heirship and all of those things. So we, we looked at all of that. Now, we also know that the believer must behave like who they are, alright, and that's why this series is very important because we're teaching us to behave like who we are. We're teaching us to behave like our real self. Hallelujah. We are teaching us to behave like we are like not from here. Hallelujah. And one of the things that you would notice when you, when you see yourself in Christ is that God is generous. You understand? God is absolutely generous. If you consider the earth and you consider all of the things that God put in the earth, you find out that there are a lot of things that you would almost call a waste because you know, God was just too lavish in the way he was putting all of these things together. You know, and everyone who truly encounters the mind of Christ has no other choice than to be generous. You know, let me give you an example. And before I start teaching tonight, when Solomon encountered God, had, had that conversation with God. A lot of you know the story. When Solomon had that conversation with God, and God said, Oh, you know what? Because you've not asked for riches or wealth, and you've not asked for the life of your enemy. You know what? I'm going to give you the wisdom and the knowledge that you've asked for. 
But guess what? I'm going to give you riches and I'm going to give you wealth. Such that there's been no person before you and there's been no person after you that would experience this level of wealth. Now, speaking about that, um, we are not after the likeness of Solomon. We are after the likeness of Christ. And so we are actually wealthier than Solomon. I don't want to go into all of that. Alright, but earthly speaking, Solomon was giving that lavishness, right? That abundance. Now, here is what was very interesting about Solomon's life. Solomon was so wealthy that it wasn't just him that you could you, it wasn't just him that you could look at to say this person is wealthy. It was his 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 caretakers. You understand? His gate men. You know, his butlers. Alright? So that the Queen of Sheba had come to visit. And in her visit, she met one of his, his gate men, one of his butlers. And began to greet him like he's the king. Literally began to hail him as the king. You know? And then, the guy said, oh no, you need to stop here. Um, I'm not the king. And the king will not take it lightly if you are paying the obeisance that should go to the king to me. So he says, Lord, you know what? I'm just one of his servants. And then there was another guy standing close to him. And that one also said, I'm also a servant. So you know what had happened? Is that Solomon had lived in God's generosity to the point that they couldn't make a distinction between him and his servants. I mean, when you saw his servants, you would almost think that you've met the king. So you can imagine the splendor that the king was living in. To the point that another queen, alright, you've got to understand this. A queen comes to visit, you know, like pay a courtesy visit to the king and then meets his servants. So because she's a queen, she understands royalty, she understands royal protocol. She knows exactly what it means to be wealthy, okay. But then she shows up and she meets the kind of wealth that was so ebullient and elaborate. Alright, that she, 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 the Bible says her spirit left her. Do you understand? When she met Solomon's boys, the Bible says her spirit left her. She was, she was out of breath because she couldn't imagine how, you know, caretakers would look this good. Alright, and then when she met the king, she said, oh no, oh no. She now said this, she said half of they didn't even tell me the half of what you own Like the people who were explaining how rich you are Could not explain the abundance that you, that you have Now here is what had happened Solomon had had one encounter with God And that encounter had made him so wealthy Alright to the point of what we are talking about here Now this wealth Here is what I am going to because I want you to get this this wealth was not just for Solomon to enjoy. Hallelujah. This wealth that flowed from God generously now began to reflect on everybody that was around Solomon to the point that the queen came and thought that these guys were, you know, they, 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 she mistook them for the king. And literally, so you can imagine how much wealth these guys were displaying that a queen would mistake them to be the king. Now here's what I'm going. The Bible also says that Solomon had made gold to be like dust in the land of Israel. <laughs> so it was not just him alone that was now enjoying this benefit. 
It was everybody that was around him. He made gold to be like dust in the land of Israel. So here's what I'm saying. All of this happened in the old covenant, right? Now that we are in the new testament, in the new covenant, there is a much more that has happened to us in Christ Jesus. And that much more is that we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. The God who made Solomon to be the kind of person that he was is who we are now seated together with. Now one of the things that would demonstrate this elevation in position is our generosity. And I want to believe that we understand this. All for love, all for the love that God has for you and I. He raised us up to sit together with Him. And the only way we can demonstrate that change in level is by our generosity just like He is. So tonight we're looking at the conversation greater, 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 greater. Um, let's turn our Bibles quickly to the book of John. And I would like for you to please pay close attention tonight. Try as much as possible not to be distracted by anything. Try as much as possible not to be looking at your messages at this point or checking WhatsApp statuses and all that. We know it's an online service, but we also know that we can give this utmost attention like it deserves. Here's how you should think about this. Think about this like you are trying to write a, a, a major promotion exam and somebody is teaching you all that you need to know for that exam. I bet you if, you're, if, you're, if that exam is very important to you, you'll probably never be distracted. Now, here's what I'm going to say to you. This is way much more than an exam, alright? This is much more, this is much more valid, much more important than, you know, an interview or an exam. This is the Holy Spirit taking you by the hand and showing you your inheritance, showing you all that belongs to you. And if I were you, if somebody is taking me around my estate and showing me all that belongs to me, I would pay close attention because I don't want to miss anything. I don't want the enemy to take anything that belongs to me. So John chapter number 3 and verse 31. I'm going to read from the King James Bible, from the King James Version. Then I am going to read from the New Living Translation and then we'll just take it from there. The King James says, He that cometh from above is above all, and he that is of the earth is earthly. And speaketh of the earth, he that cometh from heaven is above all. Very interesting conversation. Let's read from the New Living Translation. Or let's read from the English Standard Version first. It says that he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. Now read from the New Living Translation. It says, He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. I want you to take note. Is greater than anyone else. It says, We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things. But he has come from heaven and is greater than than anyone else. I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes or thereabout teaching out of this place. So the first thing that we recognize is that there are two 
two sets of people here. There is one that is from above and there is one that is earthly. Pay attention to that. There is one that is from above and there is one that is earthly. The Bible says that the one that is from above is above all. Um, you want to think about above all and imagine what that means. Above all. What does that mean? Above scarcity, above limitations, above fear, above lack, above worry, above all. It's above all. So the one who is, there are two classes of people here. There is one that is from above, which is speaking about the Son Jesus. And then there are people who are of the earth. The one that is from above is above all, clearly. The one that is from the earth belongs to the earth. That's important. He belongs to the earth. What he means is that the earth owns him. The earth owns him. The earth owns his ideologies. The earth, another word for he belongs to the earth, is that the earth governs his ideologies. The earth governs his mindset. The earth governs, governs his speech. The earth determines his ideologies, his mindset, his speech. He belongs to the earth. Alright? It's like take something, you are, some, someone is in possession of you. So you belong to the earth. That's the reason why no matter how much you try to detach certain people from earthly conversation, they can't be detached because they belong to the earth. So the Bible says, he who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. So there is a, there is a, there is a language of the one who comes from the earth. There is a language of the one who comes from heaven. Hallelujah. Now the word above, the first word there, he who comes from above is above all. You see two different aboves there. There are actually two different words. Hallelujah. The word above is one word. From above is one word. The word above all is another word. You know, you, you might think because the two says above, above. You think that they are the same thing. So I'm going to, that's the reason why there is teaching. So I'm going to teach you that these two words are not the same. The one who comes from above. Speaking above, that word from above means origin. Please write that down. It's a Greek word called anothen. Anothen. It is A-N-O-T-H-E-N. Anothen. So when you read it, it says, the one who comes from above is above all. There are two aboves there. I am explaining the first one. The one who comes from above. It, that word from above is anothen. And it means their origin. That's the origin. Or it means the source. Hallelujah. It means origin or it means source. Now let's look at the other one. Above all. The word above all means is more than all. Or it means it's superior to. Or it means is on top of all. Let me say that again. The word above all means more than all, superior to all, or on top of all. 
So what he's saying is that the one whose origin is from above is more than all, superior to all, or on top of all. Now when he says all, what does he mean? He's talking about all things earthly. All things that are of earth. Because if you look at this text contextually, you will find out that he's making a distinction between being from above and being from the earth. He's talking about Jesus who is from above and others who are from the earth. Now he's saying that Jesus, his origin, his source is from above. And as a result, he is superior to all. He is on top of all. Hallelujah. He is more than all. Praise God. Now, it goes on to say, please, I hope you got that. Now, it goes on to say, the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth. Another translation says, the one who is from the earth belongs to earth and speaks in an earthly way. Now, let's look at the King James because it's very important that we look at the King James. The King James says, The one who is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. Another translation would say, He speaks as one from the earth. The Berean Study Bible says, He speaks as one from the earth. I think the NIV also says, Yeah, the NIV also says, the one who belongs to the earth, he speaks as one from the earth. Very important. Now, to speak as one, the word to speak as one means I talk or I chatter. To speak as one means I talk or I chatter. It also means I proclaim. It means I utter. I talk, I chatter. I proclaim, I utter as one that is from the earth. So, for example, I talk earthly conversation. I chatter earthly things. I proclaim earthly conversations. I utter earthly thoughts and earthly ideas. Alright? I speak as one who is from the earth. I speak as one who belongs to the earth. So what it means is that in all of redemption, the whole picture that God is trying to paint to us is that He's removing us from these earthly ideologies. He's removing us from these earthly mindsets. He's removing us from the earthly chatter. He's removing us from the earthly talk. He's removing us from the earthly proclamation. And He's removing us from the earthly utterances. So what does it mean to be from the earth and talk as one who is from the earth? It is that you talk as one who, you know, for example, there's a, there's a, there's a, I talk as one who is from Nigeria. And if you talk as one who is from Nigeria, there's a way you talk. There are things that we say, there are slangs that we use, there are street languages that we use as one who is from Nigeria. That's the same way there is one who is from the earth. And one who is from the earth talks like the one who is from the earth. He uses earthly ideologies. He uses an earthly mindset. And I made it clear to us that the earthly mindset is always scarcity driven. The earthly mindset 
It's always scarcity driven. It's always not enough driven. It's always, you know, um, talking about what is in the news. Talking about what is what is uh, what is obtainable on CNN. Talking about what's going on on social media. Hallelujah. Now, for everything that is of the earth, the other thing you must think about is a culturing, a cultivating. For every one of us that was born on this earth, from the day we were born, whether we knew it or not, somebody was already cultivating us. Somebody was already cultivating how we thought. Somebody was already cultivating the kind of processes that come to our mind. Now, if the cultivation that you experience was also another person, maybe your mom or your dad, who is of the earth as well, what do you think they're going to give to you? They're going to give you what they have, which is earthly thoughts. So, a lot of us remember growing up, people telling you life is hard. A lot of us remember growing up and people telling you things don't come easy. Good things don't come easy. A lot of us remember growing up and people telling you, you know, um, only the strongest will win. Or only the toughest, the, 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 the battle is for the toughest or something like that. So people, you were being cultured into the way of earth. You were being cultured. The, you know, they taught you, you know, to, to not waste. They taught you to not, you know, there are even some conversations that you know are earthly. For example, you will never hear waste from heaven. You will never hear the word waste from God's mouth. Waste. You will never hear it. You understand? So, these are earthly conversations. Now, Jesus is saying that there is one who is of earth, who speaks as one that is of earth. There is one who comes from heaven, who speaks like one that is of heaven. Now, what Jesus is trying to say is that one is superior, the other one is inferior. So to speak from earth and to belong to earth is an inferior way to think. To speak from above and to belong to the above order is a superior way to think. And scripture is showing us, Jesus is showing us that you are from above. I want you to say this after me. I am from above. I want you to shout it out loud. Say, I am from above. Say it, say it. Say, I am from above. Now, what this means, if you accept that you are from above, it means that you are from a superior economy. Alright? That's what it means. It means you are from a superior economy. It also means that our, our mode of operation from where we are from is generosity. So it means that generosity is the superior economy that we operate with. We don't talk scarcity. We don't talk lack. We speak generosity. That's the superior economy. Glory to God. Now let's go back to the text because I'm just dissecting this text. Hallelujah. It says, the one who is from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth. And speaks as one from the earth. Now he goes on to say, the one who comes from heaven is above all. Now that word from, alright, the word from means to be from out of. Or to be out from amongst. Alright, what it means is that it is suggesting that this person draws conclusions from out of earth. This is very important. 
The Bible says the one who is from above is above all. The one who is from the earth, that word from means to be from out of. That you say from out of somewhere, from from out of you know lecky. I'm from out of lecky. All right. It also means to be from amongst, or it, it means to be out from among something. So I am out from amongst this tribe or from among this school of thought. All right. But what you must realize is that he's saying this person draws conclusions from out of earth. This is very important. So the one who comes from heaven, please note this, draws conclusions from above. Oh, glory to God. Then the one who is from earth draws conclusions from earth. Alright? So, what he also means is that he sees outcomes and eventualities from earth. The one who is from above sees outcomes and eventualities from above. The one who is from earth sees outcomes and eventualities from earth. Alright? So, by, by implication, the one who is from earth will always draw their conclusions from out of what is prevalent in the earth. From out of what is going on in the earth. For example, 2020 was a dry year. And for many people, that's what they say in the earth. 2020 was a dry year for many people on earth. And then for many people, they drew the conclusions for their lives out of the dryness that was in the earth. So they said, since the earth is going through a famine, then so my life will go through a famine. It was conclusions. Sometimes it might even be subconscious. You've listened to many things on the news. You've watched a lot of CNN. You're looking at the stock market. You're looking at the prices of things. And then you're looking at business. Business is not growing. Things are not working. And so everybody's saying, well, the coronavirus and all of that. They're saying all manner of things. And there are a lot of excuses as to why things are not working. Then this person has looked at the circumstance and have drawn their conclusions from out of what is going on on earth. Another person lives from above, glory to God, and draws their conclusions about what is going to happen in their lives from above. Two different people living on earth. One is drawing conclusions from somewhere else. Another one is drawing conclusions from elsewhere. They will both experience two different things. No matter how close they are. No matter how, even if they are Siamese twins. They will experience two different things. Because one is drawing his conclusion from above. The other one is drawing conclusions from earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. Now let's look at the word. The last part of that text. It says the one who comes from heaven is above all. The one who comes from heaven is above all. Please write this down. The word heaven there means happiness. Heaven means power. Heaven means eternity. And finally, heaven means the gospel. Whoa! Heaven means the gospel. I want to say that again. The word heaven means happiness. It means power. It means eternity. And it means the gospel. So let's read that again. 
He says the one who comes from the gospel is above all. The one who comes from power is above all. The one who comes from eternity is above all. The one who comes from happiness or in another word joy is above all. So what he's saying is that the one who, is, who comes from the gospel is above all. So what he means is that there is a connotation here or there is an ideology being passed here. That says that you can actually draw conclusions about your life from the gospel. You can draw conclusions out of the gospel. Now what is the gospel? The gospel is God's benevolence towards humanity. The gospel is God's generosity towards man. The gospel is God's willingness to treat man as though sin never happened. What is the gospel? The gospel is God's generosity towards a people who are undeserving. What is the gospel? The gospel is God's grace, God's abundant provision towards man because of what Christ has done. So here's what I'm saying. At no point did I ever qualify in and of myself to receive any good from the gospel. Here's what I'm saying. If we draw our conclusions from out of the gospel, all that we're going to be seeing, if we're looking at the gospel, is God's benevolence towards us, even when we don't earn it. How that God is treating us with His favor, even when we do not deserve it. It is God's abundant provision, God's abundant grace towards us, even when we have done nothing to earn it. Glory to God. So, we are drawing conclusions out of the gospel. Glory to God. Glory to God. It also means that it is possible that we speak out of the gospel. Now, what this means is that all the while that Jesus was talking to us from above, is that he was talking out of the gospel. Jesus was drawing conclusions as regards how our lives would go out of the gospel. He was speaking out of heaven. Listen, let me, let me say this to you. Before Jesus came, nobody had a template of redemption. Before Jesus came, nobody understood what it meant for sin not to be imputed to you. Before Jesus came, they had a type. They, they had a type and shadow, but they didn't have the real thing. So, every time Jesus opened his mouth to speak, the reason why he was controversial, please take note of this, and I wish we can bring a song out of this. The reason why Jesus was so controversial was because he kept speaking to people out of the gospel. Because the gospel gives people the good that they do not deserve. Now, when other people speak, they speak out of earth. And earth is governed by the good that you do is what you're going to receive. And the evil that you do is what you're going to receive. But every time Jesus opened his mouth to speak, Jesus spoke to us out of the gospel. Here's what I'm saying to you. Jesus' conclusion about your life has been drawn from the gospel. His conclusion about your future, about what you're going to be, about all that you're going to become, has been drawn out of the gospel. So write this down. We speak from out of the gospel because Jesus is speaking to us from out of the gospel. Write this down. We live from out of the gospel because Jesus is living from out of the gospel. 
Hallelujah. And guess what? We are generous from out of the gospel. Because Jesus is generous to us out of the gospel. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is one that speaks from above. There is one that speaks of the earth. The one that speaks of the earth is earthly. The one that speaks from above is above all. Hallelujah. There is one that speaks from the earth. There is one that speaks from heaven. And we are saying that heaven means the gospel. Heaven means power. Heaven means eternity. So what, what it means is that Jesus has always been speaking to us out of the gospel. Out of eternity. Out of the reality of who we are in the gospel. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. I like the way another translation puts it. Look at what it puts it as. It says, He who comes from above is above all. He who has his origin in the earth is of the earth and speaks of the earth. And he who comes out of heaven, I love that. He who comes out of heaven is above all. You see, that's a translation of scripture. He who comes out of heaven is above all. Now the question is, are you out of heaven? Of course you came out of heaven. I told you during the week, that last week, that when Jesus died, we died with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. And guess what? When God raised him up from the dead... You and I were raised together with Him. Hallelujah. So we come out of heaven. We come out of the gospel. Listen, let me tell you. For the rest of your life here on earth, make sure you speak out of the gospel. Speak out of the gospel. The gospel promises you healing when the doctor says that there is sickness in your body. The gospel promises you salvation when you, you're, not, you're the least likely to be qualified for salvation. The gospel prom promises you um, um, prosperity. The gospel promises you healing. Promises you provision. Promises you forgiveness. Promises you eternal life. And this eternal life is not life in eternity. This eternal life is the quality of life that is reserved for God. The gospel promises you the quality of life. The same quality of life that is reserved for God. That's the same quality of life that you have. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is so powerful. This is so powerful. Now let's look at the last word that we're going to explore tonight. Before I... Before I take you to the next verse And then take you to the conclusion of my message Alright That word that we're going to explore is earth The word earth Please write it down Earth Now earth means Write it down please Earth means corruption Earth means ignorance And earth means dullness 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 Number one Earth means corruption Earth means ignorance and earth means dullness. So listen, when you are speaking from earth, number one, you are speaking from corruption. Write that down. When you are speaking out of earth, you are speaking out of something that has been corrupted. What do I mean? God's original design of generosity is corrupted by paying attention to earth's conversation. God's original design of generosity is corrupted by paying attention to earth's conversations, earth's conclusions. You corrupt God's original design of generosity when you pay attention to the lack. 
to the to the news, to the conversations in your bank accounts, to the conversations in your body. Hallelujah. These are corrupt corrupt conversations. So earth represents corruption. And I said God's original design of generosity is corrupted by paying attention to earth's conversations. Let me see another one. God's original design of divine health is corrupted by using Google to search every symptom in your body. God's original design of healing and miracles is corrupted when you are watching the news all the time. God's original design of prosperity is corrupted when you are looking at how much they pay you from your work or how much your business makes every day. God wants you to live in abundance and he wants your mind to be... I, I tell people, there's, there's a chapter of my book that, that is going to be released soon by God's grace. There's a chapter of my book that says, put your heads in the cloud. Keep your head in the cloud. And you know the conversation is Keep your head in the cloud And your feet on the ground I say no Keep your head in the cloud And your feet in the cloud Keep everything in the cloud Keep everything in God's mind Keep from above Glory to God Say this after me I live from above I live out of the gospel I live out of the gospel You know what that means It is all the things that the gospel says is possible That you accept as possible the Bible says with God all things are possible. The gospel. Who would have thought. Listen to me. Who would have thought that a wretched sinner like me. Would have any hope. If not for the gospel. So if my hopelessness in sin and, and death. Could be transformed by the gospel. I tell you there is no hopeless situation. That the gospel cannot change. There is no hopeless situation. That the gospel cannot change. If I was such a wretched sinner and the gospel brought me out of my wretchedness and brought me back to life. Hey, my friend, there is no situation that the gospel cannot change. And right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, by adventure, every one of you listening may be going through one scarcity or the other. I decree and declare right now that there is a total transformation in your life, in everything that concerns you. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Alright, so earth represents corruption. The other thing that earth represents is ignorance. Write it down. Ignorance. Alright. Earth speech. Please write this down. Earth speech. That's earth conversation. Earthly conversation. Displays such depth of ignorance <laughs> as to how God's system of increase works. I'll say that again. Earth's conversation displays such depth of ignorance as to how God's system of increase works. So when you listen to conversations that are earthly, you are going to be left with ignorance as to how God's system of increase works. And let me tell you, God's system of increase functions by generosity. Look at God. He gave up His one and only begotten Son. Then he, he, he gets all other sons. All other sons. The system of increase in the kingdom is generosity. Oh, write that down, please. Write that down, please. Make it a status. The, 
the, the system of increase in the kingdom is generosity. And when you live from earth, you're going to display such depth of ignorance about how this system works. So people are going to say, you know, why are you giving so much? Why are you giving so much? Why are you, why are you, why are you so lavish in your giving? Why are you so ebullient? Why are you so bodacious? Why, why are you so, you know, carefree in your giving? Well, your response to them should be, I'm living out of the gospel. The system of increase in the kingdom is generosity. It's a system of increase. God increases us through our generosity, through our giving. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Then the last thing, alright, that earth represents is dullness. 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 What that means is that when you live with the concepts from earth, you're not going to be sharp. You're not going to be sharp enough. See, that guy is sharp. You're not going to be sharp. To be sharp is to live out of the gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mengra digo paragastos. To be sharp, you say somebody is sharp, or more that guy is sharp, is that you are living out of the gospel. You understand? To be sharp is that you are living out of the gospel. To be dull is to be living out of earth, and out of earth conversation, and of earthly things. So say this after me, I am sharp in the name of Jesus. I live out of the gospel, therefore I am sharp. Glory to God, I am a sharp guy. <laughs> so when, when we say sharp guy... We're not talking about somebody who can swindle somebody else of their money. We're not talking about sharp guy as in 419 guy. We're not talking about sharp guy as in con man. We're not talking about sharp guy as in dupe. We're talking about sharp guy as in the guy who is woke. Who understands how to live out of the gospel. Who knows that the system of increase in the kingdom is generosity. Glory to God. So if you live out of earth, you're going to ex- experience, cor- you're going to be displaying a high level of corruption. You're going to be displaying a high level of ignorance And you're going to be displaying a high level of dullness And nobody wants to do that Glory to God Glory to God Now let's look at the next verse And then I'll show you I'll show you one other scripture And then we'll close The next verse, verse 32 We just explored verse 31 So let's look at verse 32 it's, let's read from verse 31 into 32 It says He who comes from above Is above all He who is from the earth Is earthly And speaks in the earth terms The one who comes from heaven Is above all Look at verse 32 He testifies To what he has seen and heard Yet no one accepts his testimony That's a very scary thing So first of all The one who is from above Alright Testifies based off of what he has seen and heard. What that means is that if you are from above, Kaya Bayala Mashataya. If you are from above, or you plug into the above mindset, there is always something to see, there is always something to hear. He says, The one who is from above, alright, testifies to what he has seen and heard. So when you are from above, there is always something to see. There's always something to hear. That is the reason why we pray. Because there's always something to see. There's always something to hear. Listen, if you don't like the level of life that you're living now, for example, you don't like the way, you know, your life is going, or you don't like the way the church is going, 
Let me tell you, there is always something from heaven to see. There is always something from heaven to hear about your circumstance, about your situation. But the question is, are you seeing what heaven is saying? Are you hearing what heaven is saying? Are you seeing what heaven is showing you? He says he testifies of that which he sees and hears. And yet no one believes his testimony. Why don't they believe his testimony? Because they are plugged to earth. They belong to earth. They talk earth. So nobody believes. So for example, you say to yourself, you know, I see myself because I am plugged to the gospel. Hey, I, I see myself being a blessing to nations. And then when you say that, nobody believes you. Or I see myself healing the sick. And the way you say that, the next thing that somebody who is of earth will ask you is, when last did you see cancer healed? I can tell you of 15 people that have died this week of cancer. When last did you see cancer healed? They don't believe. Why? Because they are so glued to the way the earth system works. They are glued to the corruption. They are glued to the ignorance. They are glued to the dullness. Listen, eh, let me tell you. To follow life as you can see it. To follow life with only your optical eyes, what you can see. Or more, now dullness be that too. That's dull. That's too dull. There's more in Christ Jesus. The Bible says the one who is from above, he hears and sees things as revealed from above. Let me tell you, there is heaven's perspective right now as you are listening to me. There is heaven's perspective concerning your health. There is heaven's perspective concerning 2021. There is heaven's perspective concerning your finances. There is heaven's perspective concerning your future. There is heaven's perspective concerning everything that concerns you. And can I shock you? There is also earth's perspective concerning those things. If you are already finding yourself in a tight place, in a place of scarcity, in a place of lack and all of that, just know that you are seeing earth's perspective concerning your life. Heaven has its own, its own narrative. Heaven has its own perspective. Heaven has its, has its own story. The gospel has its own story about every area of your life. The gospel, my friend, has its own story about every area of your life. So let me ask you, which story are you writing? Which story are you believing? Which script are you listening to? Which script are you, are you following? Which script are you obeying? Your health right now, heaven has its record about your health, what you should experience. Your finances, heaven has its record about your finances, how your finances should go. My question to you is, which script are you following? Which script are you obeying? Glory to God. Now let me show you one last scripture. Turn your Bibles as we close. The book of 1 John chapter number 4 and verse 4. 1 John 4 and verse 4. 1 John 4 and verse 4. Glory to God. Look at what it says. I write you little, you dear children. I'm reading from the NIV. You dear children are from God and have overcome them. Meaning you have overcome the earth. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So listen. We saw in the previous text. That the one who is from above is greater than all. Now the greater one has not just come down from above. But he has come with his greatness to live inside of you. 
The great one has come with his greatness. The great one has come with his greatness and has made his home inside of you. The Bible says, look at that text again. The one who is from above is greater than all. And he has brought his greatness and has deposited that greatness inside of you. Glory to God. So, you are meant to live life with the consciousness that the great one is no longer in heaven. He's no longer from above. He has come from above and now lives inside you. He lives in you. He's not just in heaven. He now lives in you. The great one. Say this after me. The great one lives in me. Oh, glory to God. Say it again. The great one lives in me. Say it again. The great one lives in me. So the question I want to ask you, if you go back to our, our first text, alright, in, 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 in that place, you know, if you go back to it, the book of John 3.32, if you go back to it, the question is, why do they not accept his testimony? Why do they not believe what he says? Right? Why don't they believe what he says? The reason why they don't believe what he says is because they are attached to life as it is. They are attached to life as earth has presented it. Alright? They are attached to life as it is. They are not attached to life as the gospel says it should be. They are attached to life as it is. They are also attached to the unbelief that is produced in the environment. That's the reason why they don't believe his testimony. He that is above is above all. He speaks from where he comes from. So here's what I'm saying to you. Is it possible for you to begin to talk out of the gospel? Just begin to talk out of the gospel. The greater one does not just live in heaven. The greater one now lives inside of you. Can we say amen, glory to God? 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 Now if you look at Haggai 2 and verse 8, and we're closing on that note. Haggai 2 and verse 8. Look at how the Almighty God speaks. Haggai 2 and verse 8. He says, let's read from verse 7. He says, I will shake all the nations, and they will come with all their treasures, and I will fill your house with my glory, says the Lord of hosts. Then he goes on to say, the silver is mine, the gold is also mine, declares the Lord of hosts. So the greater one who lives inside of you, alright, is saying to you that the silver is mine, the gold is mine. And if the silver is his, and the gold is his, and we know that he is generous, what it means is that he is generous about that which he owns. He loves to give it to his children lavishly. Think about silver. Think about gold. Why did Solomon make gold like dust in Israel? It was because the owner of the silver and the gold was giving his silver and his gold to Solomon. Now, you and I are in Christ, the wealthy one, the lavish one, the, the strong and breasted one, the one who never lacks anything, the one who has all things in abundance. And let me tell you, he loves to supply all your needs. So today, I'm asking you to live from out of the gospel. You will never live out of the gospel 
and spend one day in corruption and spend one day in ignorance and spend one day in scarcity when you live from out of the gospel you spend all your days in abundance it's time for us to pray you are in a relationship with the God with whom the silver and the gold belongs to now you've got to pray I am from above glory I'm above all I'm above scarcity I'm above lack I'm above fear I'm above sickness I'm above disease I'm above infirmity Until you say these words with your mouth They will never become one with your spirit When you begin to say these words with your mouth Hallelujah It gets mingled with your spirit Lift up your voice right now And declare I'm from above Marate kabarada gabahaya, legerate kamande, mande brediga. The greater one lives inside of me. He has come with all of his greatness to tabernacle on the inside of me. I am generous. Rataba ragada baragada bahaya, legede gebe redebe esas, rantozo zadia, radede galonza lepete, rozo dobo rododo, radaba ragabaya, lakira. Oh glory to God Hallelujah. Now listen to me. You know, I'm imagining that God was begging you today. And you saying, can you just speak from where you're from? Can you just talk like you're from, from above? The one who is earthly speaks like someone who is from the earth. The one who is earthly talks earthly stuff. He belongs to the earth. You know what it means to belong to the earth? He belongs to the earth. He draws his conclusions about life from the earth. He has no other, no other reference points. He has never seen anybody blessed out of order, out of the ordinary. You understand? He has never seen anybody become something out of nothing. Or even if he has seen, not so many people has he seen that became something out of nothing. He says the one that is above, is above all. Hallelujah. The one that is from the earth. Is earthly belongs to the earth. Now listen, not only did Jesus come from above, he took us and he placed us above. He took us, hallelujah, and he placed us above. Your mind has to be you have to begin to gauge what your conclusions are. You have to begin to measure your conclusions. Am I talking like I'm from earth? Or am I talking like I'm from the gospel? Am I talking like I'm from I'm, I'm, am I making my conclusions from the gospel? You have to begin to gauge your conversations. Who says you cannot make progress overnight? Who says that you cannot begin to experience increase overnight? Who says that your needs cannot be met overnight? I'm not trying to hype you. I'm showing you what God's word says. I want you to lift up your voice. You're going to be praying for yourself. I'm from above. Glory to God. I'm not from this earth. I am not from corruption. I am not from ignorance. I draw my conclusions about my 2021 out of God's mind. 
I draw my conclusions. God is speaking right now. Oh glory, hallelujah. You know, there are some people that speak from the pain that is in their body. Some people speak from their accounts. They talk out of their accounts. They speak out of their accounts. They draw conclusions out of their accounts. So they say things like, I can't be generous because my account is red. Or they say things like, you know, I can't do that project because my account is red. They draw their conclusions about life. I'll never be able to go to that school because I don't have the money. I don't have a sponsor. I don't have anybody to pay my bills. I don't have anybody to send me there. Oh, but God is saying, will you just draw your conclusions out of the gospel? Oh, I, I wish I can say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Ghost. I want to say this, and I'm sure it's going to hit you like a thunderbolt. I want to say this now. Listen to me. When you talk out of your bank accounts, you're saying, because I do not have it, I cannot do the project. But if you switch and begin to talk from out of the gospel, when you start to talk from out of the gospel, you still see that you did you are not righteous. Yet, that did not stop Jesus from coming for you. The same way you may not have the money, yet, that shouldn't stop you from doing the project if you're living from God's mind. Because before the gospel came to you, you were not righteous. You were not holy. You were a wretched sinner. Yet, that did not stop Jesus from bringing the gospel to you. Your worst state of sin did not stop Jesus from bringing his best state of righteousness his best gift of righteousness to you I want to say that again your worst state of sin did not stop Jesus from bringing his best state of righteousness or his best gift of righteousness to you now let me put it like this your, your, your reddest account does not stop Jesus from supplying lavishly to you let me put it like this your lowest account does not stop Jesus from supplying abundantly to you out of the gospel. Your sickest body does not stop Jesus from bringing his best healing to you. Oh, I wish you get this. I wish you get this. It's because Jesus was not living from out of this earth. That's the reason why he could still attempt to redeem us even though we were dirty. And so, Jesus is the one ministering 
supply to you and he's not ministering supply to you based on what is available in your bank account he's ministering supply to you according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus he's ministering supply to you according to his riches in glory not according to your bank accounts in the world when something is really really bad that's when not to do it in God's mind when something is really really bad that's when to redeem it that's when to save it that's when to qualify it that's when to rejoice over it that's when to bless it when something is really really bad in in heaven when something is really really bad that's when heaven comes to redeem it on earth when something is very bad they say to condemn it but in heaven when something is very bad that's when god says let's go and redeem that thing so here's what i'm saying to you oh no matter how bad your circumstance is god is saying it's time to redeem you it's time to heal your body it's time to supply the money it's time it's time it's time. It's time, glory to God. I feel the glory of the Lord. Leave out of God's mind. Leave out of the gospel. Say this after me. I draw conclusions about my life. Out of the gospel. I draw conclusions about my health. Out of the gospel. Hallelujah. Say it after me. I draw conclusions out of my about my company. Out of the gospel. I draw conclusions about my marriage. Out of the gospel. I draw conclusions about my business uh, out of the gospel uh, I draw conclusions uh, about my future uh, out of the gospel uh, in the name of Jesus so para, the glory of the Lord is here I draw conclusions about my life out of the gospel can you give the Lord thanks wherever you are give the Lord thanks wherever you are lift up your hands and thank him thank him because you're from above. Thank Him because you're above all. You're above all. Oh, you're above 2020. You're above the days that are left in 2020. It's filled with joy for you. It's filled with gladness for you. It's filled with mercy for you. It's filled with favor for you. Say, thank you, Jesus. I'm from above like you. You are the greater one and you live inside of me. Therefore, I draw my conclusions out of your grace, out of your benevolence, out of your gospel, out of your riches. Oh, glory to God. I hear in my heart. A lot of you are going to experience miracle provision this week. Miracle supply. The Lord is meeting you at the point of your needs. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. See the Lord supplying all your needs. 
Seeing supplying lavishly out of the gospel. Make sure that you don't reach conclusions that you cannot find in the gospel about your life. Make sure you never reach conclusions about your future that you cannot find in the gospel. Make sure that you don't reach conclusions about your destiny that you cannot find in the gospel. Make sure you don't reach conclusions about your health that you cannot find in the gospel. Make sure that you reach conclusions that you can find in the gospel. Glory to God. I'm from above. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We honor you. We worship you. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Jesus, in your holy name, we declare. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Have you? Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hellowatblueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.